Today on the newscast, it's one of the most significant Bible archaeology discoveries ever, and we take you to the very spot in Jerusalem where it was found. That's next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We wanted to start this week off on a very positive note. Now, if you watch the Watchman Newscast on a regular basis, you know that we love Bible archaeology. I believe that when you combine the truth of the Bible with irrefutable scientific archaeological evidence, you have an unbeatable combination, and that's exactly what we have today. We are taking you to a special place in Jerusalem called Kitef Hinnom, where the world's oldest biblical text ever discovered was found. Before I get into it, I just want to encourage you to subscribe to the Watchman Newscast right here on YouTube and click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted. Hey, we are bringing you cutting-edge news on a daily basis from the world's most important, most volatile and strategic region, the Middle East, and how it matters to you no matter where you live. But here and there, we do like to bring you these biblical archaeology stories that I believe are very important. And today, again, we've got a great one, The Priestly Blessing as laid out in the book of Deuteronomy. Do you know it? Well, it was found on the Silver Scrolls in Kitefinom. It's an incredible backstory that our good friend Danny the Digger Herman, top Israeli tour guide and archaeologist, was able to share with us up close at the very site where the Silver Scrolls were found. Take a look. Israel in the ancient and ancestral capital of Israel and the Jewish people. Amen. <laughs> this is Jerusalem, my friend, and man, you have a good one today. For yes. all of our biblical archaeology, Danny the Digger fans, and there are many, this is an exciting one. We've been wanting to come here for a while. Where are we and why is it so important? So first of all, we are on a hill overlooking this beautiful city of Jerusalem. The old city is right behind us. This is Mount Zion. And this is the Valley of the Hinnom, where according to Prophet Jeremiah, some serious idol worship was going on there. Child sacrifice, yes. Moloch, and this is all in the Bible laid out. And this is the hill viewing all of this, which is labeled as Katefinom, the shoulder of Hinnom. And in the 1980s, our friend Gabi Barkai, reputed archaeologist, conducted excavations along this very ridge, and boy, did he make a discovery. In the first temple period, it turns out that there was a whole row of tombs right here that Gabi exposed. And most of them were looted, but one of them, Eric, one of them contained a little tiny artifact, but so, so significant. Now on prime display at the Israel Museum. Let me show you. Let's go. Check it out. Here, Originally, you entered a cave. This was like the entrance. Okay, so you had to like crawl in. Here you could stand up again. Here there's a bit of the edge of the ceiling still in, in its position, showing you the height of it. Mm -hmm. And you had a place to put bodies in this room, and in this room, and over here. 
And a year later, after the meat decays, the family would come and gather the bones with the offerings and put them in a repository, like a crypt, in a, in a lower level uh, container. So the place could be used for the next uh, deceased members of the family. And how long ago was this again? This was all operating in the time of the Bible. Okay, in the time of the first temple period, it was used up to the Babylonian destruction of Jerusalem. So where we are standing right now, Danny, 2,600 years ago yes. was an ancient series of tombs. Yes, of, of the elite of Jerusalem, because this is both a, a big operation to make it, and the artifacts found were also indication of wealth. But the artifacts that were found were only found in one of them. All of the tombs that are here ended up being looted later on in history, except for one, the one right there. They found one item which is such an amazing discovery. Let's see the site. Let's go take a look. Lead the way. So Eric, this is the southernmost cave in the series of burial caves from the first temple period. Also here, the ceiling collapsed. You can only see the edge of it over there. Yeah. And this was a place to put a body. Here you could even put a row of bodies, one next to the other. You could, and this was again, Danny, as you said, this was the elite of Jerusalem. Yes. Priests, perhaps? Well, let's wait for the evidence. I mean, the, the size, the scale suggests it has to be the upper class and it could be the priest. But only if we have any material inside could we have uh, a better answer. So in the expedition, Gabi had one annoying child whose name was Nathan. And he kept nagging him on all sorts of stuff. So Gabi sent him to the furthest cave. And he told him, you just dig there, stay away from me. And yet if you find any significant artifacts like a piece of pottery, don't move it, call me. 20 minutes later, Gabi tells me, Nathan comes back to him and says, Gabi, Gabi, did you mean not to move a piece of pottery like this? <laughs> <laughs> and he hands him over a beautiful, complete little pot, a little perfume bottle or something. And Gabi, of wow. course, is upset at him, but he's excited. The kid found something. And what he found is the interior and the contents of this very repository. Okay, this was the place to to pile up all the items and the bones of the deceased people that were placed here. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, shortly after the cave went out of use, the ceiling collapsed. Oh no. So later when looters came, they thought that the ceiling is the floor and they didn't bother to move it and loot the repository. It was left there until proper archaeological investigation showed up. It's now on prime display at the Israel Museum. You've got pottery, you've got oil lamps, you've got bones, of course. You've got glass, beautiful Phoenician glass. You've got jewelry. But the jewel of the crown, Eric, is a tiny little amulet that was opened at the laboratories of the Israel Museum. And at first they found it, they thought it was blank. But no, they started noticing little signs, letters that join into words. And the words started making sense. It was the priestly blessing. Wow. I don't remember how to quote it in English. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord be gracious to you and make his face shine upon you. Lift up his countenance on you. Amen. And 
you know that text and we know that text yeah. from the Old Testament. This is the earliest copy ever found of Old Testament text. This predates the Dead Sea Scrolls by about 600 years. Danny, it's absolutely amazing. And the priestly blessing, also known as the Aaronic blessing after Moses' brother Aaron, so special to the Jewish people today who still recite it, obviously, yes, to Christians as well. Yeah. I say that priestly blessing at bedtime over my two daughters. And this is the earliest proof of it written down, found right here where we're standing. Isn't Tell us more. Amazing? Tell us a little bit more about the discovery uh, and the amulet itself. Well, it turned out that there were two of them. Okay, one one is a bit bigger and in better condition, but they were both more or less similar texts of that priestly blessing. There are a few minor differences which are very interesting by themselves, but it gave me at least a big indication that this might really be the tomb of a family of priests. The proximity to the city, the size, the grandeur, the, the wealth, the contents, and the priestly blessing all suggest, although we don't have an inscription mentioning a priestly family here, yeah. the, the, the circumstantial evidence is very compelling. This was most likely a family tomb, a priest, maybe even the high priest. Okay? Unbelievable. That is stunning. That is stunning. And again, this was the oldest, I guess, proof of the Bible, even older than the Dead Sea Scrolls. Yes. Also, on the other hand, it is shortly before Jerusalem is destroyed. This was used in the last generations before the Babylonians conquered and sacked Jerusalem. And realizing that this could be a tomb of a family of priests, it led me into another very interesting insight. The fate of the Ark, Eric. What happened to the Ark of the Covenant? The, the, the Book of Kings just doesn't tell us. While the Babylonians sacked all of Jerusalem's treasures, okay, they looted, they, they took all the spoils from the temple, the Ark is not mentioned among them. Never. It was hidden before. And who could have been behind that plot to hide it? The king and the priest. So maybe, maybe the people that were buried here, the owner of that priestly blessing, he was among the few who really knew where the Ark was hidden. Perhaps one of the last people to see the to Ark see of the Covenant before yes. it disappeared from the pages of the Bible and the pages of history. And here you can see that he literally, literally took that secret with him to the grave. What was the reaction? This happened in the 1980s, I believe you said, with yes. Gabby Barkai, the legendary archaeologist, your mentor. Yes. What was the reaction in the archaeological community and, and here in Jerusalem and around the world? Again, this was one of the greatest archaeological discoveries of all time. Yes, this was definitely a big sensation at the time. It was on uh, headlines uh, internationally. And to this day, it's on prime display at the Israel Museum there. You need a magnifying glass, actually, because it's so tiny, the text. But when you realize what it is, what it contains, it's hard to express it in words. Thanks again to our good friend, the one and only Danny the Digger Herman, for that incredible on-the-ground report from Kitef Hinom. And folks, I have seen the Silver Scrolls up close in the Israel Museum in Jerusalem. Uh, pretty amazing, needless to say, one of the most important archaeological discoveries in Israel's history, and that is saying something. Now, if you like that clip and you want to see more like it, be sure to tune in to the Watchman TV show every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on TBN, and then at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Fridays, we have the re-air. And if you want to see the show before anyone else, 
Remember, you can become a Watchman Premium member right here on our YouTube channel. Just go to the homepage and click on join and you can join us for only $4.99 a month. Not only do you help to keep us on the air, but also you get the exclusive first look before anyone else in the world of each new episode of the Watchman TV show, including exclusive behind the scenes commentary from yours truly. And we've got some other special perks lined up for our premium members. So be sure to check that out. And if you're not a premium member, don't worry, nothing changes. The premium membership is just something special we offer for the watchmen and women who are with us every day here on the newscast. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.